0: Welcome to Kids First Coming Attractions. Before you go out and spend money on that new movie, make sure to listen to the entire show right here on the Voice America Kids channel. We'll take you behind the scenes and preview new movies and DVD releases. Now, here are all of your hosts for Kids First Coming Attractions. Thank you and
1: welcome to the program, Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice America Kids. I'm Jerry Orr, and today we'll be talking to Tao Hong about Earth to Echo where he plays. And we're going to be talking about Pump, My Little Pony, Equestria, Girls, Rainbow Rocks, and the Book of Life. Right now we're talking to Tao Hong, who plays Alex in Earth to Echo. How are you doing, Tao?
2: I'm good, Jerry. How about you?
1: Very good. So for our listeners who don't know the story of Earth to Echo, can you tell us about it, please?
2: Yeah. Uh, Earth to Echo is a family film about a group of friends who receive some, their phones start glitching out. And uh, they decide to go out and investigate, and they end up filing a cute little alien named Echo. And it's just being released on DVD uh, as we speak.
1: I, have to, I saw it myself, and I have to see that you and your friends, they just did wonderful, and Earth to Echo. Well, Echo is the cutest thing I've ever seen. So,
2: <laughs> Thank you so much. That's awesome to hear.
1: Of course. So if you could describe the plot in one word, what would it be?
2: Ooh, I don't know, uh, I'd probably say adventure. I mean, that's the whole thing, like, we're just going out on our bikes and seeing what we find.
1: Hmm. Well, that's a pretty good word. So your character's interesting, while one one character's very enthusiastic, one character is kind of scared. You're kind of in the middle. Do you think you can relate to your character, Alex?
2: Yeah, I mean, Alex was a pretty, he's a, he's a pretty shy kid, and I guess that was a bit harder for me to play since I love to talk and and be outgoing. So I kind of just had to play like who I was normally, but tone my character down a bit. And um, yeah, Alex, he he wanted to go on an adventure. He wasn't scared of it like uh, Munch was another character, but uh, I don't think he was too ready to have any danger cross his way.
1: Hmm. Uh, I have to say you did very nicely on your character, too, so in the, when you were guys riding the bikes at night, because one of the scenes you were riding the bikes at dark night how was that for you riding your bikes at night with this camera attached in the in the desert? how was that?
2: Oh jeez, it was uh, there was a lot of biking uh luckily, some of the more dangerous kind of slopes and hills we had uh, stunt doubles do that for us. But there was quite a bit of biking, and we had to get each take, you know, if someone, like, turned off. It was just back and forth, because sometimes while we were biking, we had to say some lines. And uh, it was just doing that over and over and over again. And um, we had the cinematographer actually attached a RED camera, which is like a professional-grade camera, onto the side of the bike, of uh, my bike and Tuck's bike, another character. And so we had to be really careful not to fall or anything like that because, you know, if we fall, we're breaking a super nice camera.
1: Ooh, that must have been worrisome. Oh, yeah. And was there any funny moments on set, like a fun story where you guys pulled pranks or something like that you can tell me about?
2: Oh, yeah. Everybody on set was, uh, had a little bit of prankster in them. Uh, Ella, my other co-star, she uh, it was a long day's work, and I came back to my trailer, uh, and I opened the door and I found just a bunch of posters of boy bands and all these like pop artists and stuff like that. And I was just like, I was, I was not having it, and I just ripped them off. And I didn't think it was funny. Everybody else did. And uh, another time was when uh, we were walking to a car first scene, and Astro's stunt double, who was wearing the exact same thing as him and looked pretty similar to him. We uh, at the time, but he was in the car and we were filming the scene and we opened the car door and then we just saw him standing there and it was really funny because um, you see Astro and then you see someone who's like his twin in the car and they just make eye contact for a second and then we cut, but uh, that was hilarious.
1: That sounds really funny, actually. And what do you think your favorite moment in the film? It doesn't have to be including your character specifically, just your favorite moment that thing you think represents the film the best.
2: Yeah, I mean, um the last one of the last shots of the film and the last shot uh that we did for shooting was uh spoiler alert, I'm uh having a moment with Echo in his ship before he uh he goes somewhere and I thought, I mean, that was kind of like the whole basis of like, the whole theme of the movie compiled into one scene. Mm-hmm. Just because, like, it's it's about the friendship and what bond I made with Echo. And my character, Alex, uh, he definitely bonds most closely with Echo. And Echo likes him the most. And so, for me, it was just, it was an emotional scene. Like, I had to get really sad and cry. Um, but besides that, just being in, uh, in a ship, they built this crazy room. And it was just, it was insane. Uh, it had lights everywhere and it was just like a dome structure and i was really impressed to see that cuz they didn't show it to uh, they didn't show it to us until we actually shot the film or that scene so when we walked into the room we were seeing it for the first time so it was like natural awe on our faces
3: hmm.
1: you're listening to Voice America Kids Network i'm Jerry Ors and today we're talking well we are talking to Tao Hom about Earth to Echo we will talk about the movie's pump my Little Pony, Equestria Girls, Rainbow Rocks, and The Book of Life. Right now, we're talking to Teo Hom huh, about how his character makes a pretty good bond to Echo. So, Teo, in one of the scenes, I'm not going to try to spoil anything, but you did some dangerous stuff going underground into a pretty small hole. Yeah. Uh, Did you actually do that, or was that a stunt double?
2: Um, so... We shot that, uh, that whole sequence of uh, us going down into the hole um, on two separate days. One of the days was we probably, I think uh, the guys who were working grip and set design, they dug about six feet underground and built this hole. And uh, that was for the first part where we were climbing down into the hole. And for that, there was a guy who I'm sure was so sweating and like, was so hot down there. Uh, And I had to climb down there, and every time I climbed, I had to make a little jump, and he had to catch me. And then after that, we had to wait down there for a few seconds, and it was scorching hot. The whole set was, like, during the whole process of filming, it was hot. And then uh, the next time, where we were actually getting out of the the little hole and going into the whole cave and then into the room, which I do not – I can't say what that is because that's another spoiler alert. Um they did that on a completely different set and it wasn't actually in a backyard we shot that in a studio uh uh, so we had to build the whole set from scratch and um that was really interesting because after the little tunnel there was another tunnel that was all futuristic and had a bunch of lights and it was made of like marble and it was unbelievable
1: wow it sounds unbelievable so there's a lot of morals. You can look at it from a lot of different ways, but what do you think, from your perspective, the moral of the story is?
2: I'd say the moral would probably be, I mean, between adventure and friendship, because if you if you think about it, I mean, the whole movie is this group of kids coming together, and we find this, this guy who has no friends, he has nobody, and we take him in, and we do what we can to help him. And, uh... Yeah, I guess that kinda just spoke throughout everything. And also not to uh not to mention that it was our last night together. And after that we were all moving because of uh, because of these construction guys who, who knew that echo was in our town. And so with us leaving and it being our last night together, I guess definitely uh friendship struck through everything else.
1: Mm-hmm. I think that's a I think that's a very good message or and moral. What do you think? What do you think of the design of Echo? I mean, he is pretty cool. What do you think of working with Echo? Because sometimes he's CGI, sometimes he's a little robot. Right,
2: what right. Do you
1: think of like Echo altogether.
2: Echo. I mean, as most people uh, will see, Echo is a cute little guy. He's got these big blue eyes, and he's probably about the size of uh, my hand. And um, half of the time, like you said, we were using CGI. And that was a bit tougher because uh in that one emotional scene I had to uh i had to get really sad, and the sad thing was was that i actually uh I wasn't looking at echo, I was looking at a piece of tape in front of me, and that was a bit harder to kind of relate to you know I wasn't looking at him uh so I had to pull that emotion from where' I'm not really like a present moment and then uh when we weren't using c g i we were using a little animatronic robot which was controlled uh, by this group called Legacy Effects. And they had like a little RC remote controller uh, just to, to move his eyes around and move his head and swivel his ears up and down. So that was really interesting because I got to hold him and like have him moving around. So it was pretty close to, to what the audience was seeing.
1: Oh, wow. Uh, that, that, that sounds amazing. Thank you so much, Tail, for telling us about Earth to Echo and your role in it. And it was a pleasure.
2: No worries. Appreciate everything.
1: If you want to see Earth to Echo, like Taylor mentioned, it is in stores near you now. Let's take a break. I'm Jerry Orz, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice America Kids.
0: Remember Have you heard your 15 minutes of fame? How about four times that every single week? Keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, and welcome back to
5: Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now we are going to be discussing Pump, which is a new documentary which recently came out. And we have with us today Jerry and Kiefer. So how are you doing today, Kiefer?
6: Fantastic. Thank you very much.
5: And what about you, Jerry? Very nice. How are you doing? I am doing pretty well. Um, so, Jerry, why don't you tell me a little bit about this film?
1: Well, Pump is pretty much not only about the history of oil from the second we started using it with those fancy cars that no one knows really how they work, but today when we have electric cars, hybrid cars, and electric cars, and all these different cars, and how it affected Millions upon millions of people and made an entire city bankrupt. And how and it made a city, made a city bankrupt. So it is a huge movie that shows a lot and shows how the industry tried to hide oil and make it expensive, show the conspiracies around oil and how so many people affected it. What worldwide nations did to it, like other nations. Like they talk about what Brazil did to oil and they actually interview one of Brazil's prime previous Prime Ministers, so it is a very nice movie, and I have a completely different perspective every time I pass by a gas station. And honestly, I think everybody should see this film.
5: Mm-hmm. I love films like this because it talks about something that we see in our day-to-day life and something that we use all the time, and it it just, I, I don't know, I just love watching documentaries like this because it just gives you so much information on stuff that you probably haven't even, like, Put that much thought into maybe, um, like I know I recently got my license and like I think so much more about gas prices now because like before when my mom would take me to like the um, the gas station and like fill up her car I wouldn't think about it at all but now that I'm the one filling up my car I'm like oh my gosh this is ridiculous, <laughs> um, so since I like movies like this and I haven't even seen it yet Kiefer what did you think about this film?
6: Oh, I I really enjoyed it because my mom has always talked to me about how much. Like, see the gas miners there? You know what? If we go across the street, we can get four cents off. So my, I, I kind of know more uh, more about the oil addiction in America, but this film shows that we, we have other sources. We have methanol, ethanol, electric, natural gases. We have so many different forms of fuel, and yet, why don't we use them? Because if we had an um, introduction to this, uh, to this film about the Open Fuel Standard Act and how... It's never been to a committee to vote. So the film also talks about fuel. I like it also gives the, race the great question. Why don't we use them? We just it's not just being able to it's not showing which fuel is better. It's showing that we we should just have a choice. Yeah. About what we have.
5: Absolutely. Well, and that's something that's so twisted about so many different aspects of the resources that we use is that a a lot of the resources that we use on a daily basis that aren't super great for us or the environment or that we're running out of or that are ridiculously expensive there are so many other options to like everything that we use yet we don't like take advantage of those options, even if it would benefit us, and it's just so crazy as to, like, why we're not like, hey, this is maybe a good idea. Mm -hmm. Um, So, Jerry, what is the most interesting thing that you learned from this, or one of the most interesting things?
1: Ooh, I learned a lot of interesting things. Um, I would have to say one of the most interesting things with Brazil, but... I don't think I really want to say that because that is kind of one of my favorite scenes. So I think one of the most interesting things I learned is that a lot of cars today take different, can take different gases and will take different gases and all cars have the possibility to take different gases and that's actually the engine programming that says no you cannot accept Mm -hmm. this gas and that you have to run worse on this gas. And it's illegal to do any modification to that, or do a couple clicks to change it, because they teach you how to plug in something, go on your computer, do click one click, two click, change this to that, and you can run on much cheaper, much healthier, much easier gas that's not requiring the uh, the uh, sorry the land to go well horribly to smog and all of that and to not send soldiers to oil fields so we can get our oil mm-hmm. so I think that's one of the most interesting things i learned is that there are gas stations out there, and you can quickly Google it to find out where a gas station is
5: <laughs> Yeah, well, I mean, when you go to most gas stations, you'll see, like, three different kinds. There's, like, regular, and then, like, the premium, and then I don't know what the other one is. Um, but, Kiefer, what was something that you learned could be used as fuel that you hadn't, like, thought of in the past?
6: Oh, I, I love... This demonstration was in the film. It was the demonstration of the comparison of methanol, which is known as wood alcohol, and um, gasoline. Now, keep in mind, methanol can be pretty much made out of anything trash. A lot of, um, and I believe it was, no, that's ethanol. They have the same sounding names, I can't get (laughs) confused. But when you ignite methanol, it produces a clean clean, at re- least no residue, and it leaves clean air. With gasoline, if you notice, if you burn it, yeah, smoke, soot, and everything. And I'm thinking, why don't we use methanol? It's better for the environment. And so that's why I feel like methanol could be the best. And also, we were talking about Teslas.
4: Mm-hmm.
6: Electric cars, which I've sat in a Tesla before, and it's an amazing car. And using electric cars is a great idea, but again, as the film says, for everyone to switch to an electric car, it's going to take some time for everyone to switch to an electric car. Absolutely. I mean, that's like, that's like saying you have to have this whole new computer, and it's something we're not used to, so it's going to take time for everyone to both get the money for it and be able to adapt to a new form of living, new way of living, I mean.
5: Yeah, yeah. making a, a big change like that definitely takes some time, and it, <laughs> it definitely is met with some resistance, for sure. You're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we have been talking with a special guest, Tao Holm, from Earth to Echo. And right now we are reviewing Pump, which is a new documentary all about oil and gas um, in America and also all over the world, which I think is cool that it doesn't just center on um, American use. Um, So me and Kiefer were talking about different ways uh, that we a le- what le- he learned um, to find ways to power cars without using gasoline. Um, so, Jerry, do you want to add to that about anything that maybe you learned that was, you know, a way of powering a car that you hadn't previously thought of?
1: You know, there is, and I have to say something about electric cars. How keeper said they are a bit expensive, and they show something in the film. The first electric car is so much cheaper than electric cars now. So much more variety. Yeah, the first electric car was really not that good. I mean, didn't go that far, and it was very slow. But electric cars now. Speaking of Tesla, is a sports car. It's a Lamborghini-style sports car. Not exactly Lamborghini, but still, it's mm-hmm. fast. It runs off electricity, and it's stylish. And there's lots of other electric cars out there now, and they are getting cheaper. So soon, the electric trend will start. Mm-hmm. And I also saw something that is a no new, a, a new gas and it can be run off corn. Yeah, I've heard
5: about that. Yeah. I heard about that like several years ago when people were just like kind of like putting it into the air and like hypothesizing and whatnot. But tell me about that because I'm very, very interested in that.
1: And then all the gas companies were like, no, this is better. This and this and this and this and this. And then they showed scientific reports saying um, the byproduct is food. So we're not wasting any food. This is like hundreds of times better for the environments than gasoline. So it shows that the gas company and they're publicly trying to deny all of this and that General Motors actually denied interviews about any of this when General Motors was still alive. They didn't they denied interviews about this type of stuff and oil and all of that. So it definitely shows that the oil company is trying to keep the oil company and it, and the thing about natural gas is that it can come from anything. It can come from trees. It can come from dirt. It can come from corn. It can come from cow afterwards. So really anything. So we can fool our car anything, and they're telling us only oil, and it's very wrong.
5: Well, and something that's really sad is, you know, our resources aren't endless, and I think a lot of people don't really realize that, and I think if mm-hmm. the... A negative thing about big companies is they don't really think about the future and they just think about profiting themselves. And as long as they're set for their lifetime, then they don't really care about what happens to the next generation. But the sad thing is, is eventually we are going to start running out of our resources, which Mm -hmm. we kind of already have. And that's when people are going to be like, oh, dang it, we should have listened to (laughs) scientists and we should have done that. And now it's, you know, we're kind of, we're kind of, you know messed up for ourselves um Mm -hmm. so did this documentary educate you on anything that we can do to start making a change kiefer i'll pass the mic to you
6: well yes i mean this film is much like another documentary called fed up well it gives you a something that you're not you may not know so much about And it shows you a whole different way of looking at it. And by the end, you're convinced about this Uh vision that they're trying to set in motion, which is for Americans to push the idea of a choice. It's not necessarily just which fuel is better, as I mentioned. It's just we want to have the ability to choose. I mean, the film shows a model of what we want our next gas station, or not even gas station, our fuel stations to be like. We see methanol ethanol which is that food which is the one I made out of corn we were talking mm-hmm. about electric and natural gas all in one station so you can have the choice to see which one is be- which one you want cuz again we're all going to run out of oil and you yeah, to exactly. turn to well, when we don't have nothing else to turn to <laughs>
5: Well, Kiefer and Jerry, thank you so much for telling me all about this documentary. I will definitely be checking it out since it is something that is very interesting to me, uh, guys. Pump is rated PG, so you should definitely check it out, even if you're not like driving or you know you don't necessarily find like gasoline and oil prices that interesting. You will learn something, and you will be able to go to your parents and be like, "Ha, look at this! I know something cool." Um, so definitely be sure to check Pump out, and guys, thank you so much for being with me again. No problem. Of course thank you very much let's take a break i'm your host raven sabani from kids first coming attractions on voice america kids network
4: there's so much going on in the tech field the tech team is here to sort it all out so that you know exactly what you need to get and what you should avoid Your host is a certified scuba diver, explorer, he likes to cook, and most of all, he's just a kid like you. You'll find out a lot more lies under the sea than what you've seen on TV, in movies, and even in aquatic parks. You'll learn about all kinds of fish, as well as other sea creatures. We'll take you to some exotic destinations and so much more. There's a whole big world under sea just waiting to be discovered. Tune in to Under the Sea, Wednesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Voice America Kids. Tune in every Monday for Purple Songs Can Fly. Our program serves as a musical outlet for children being treated at the Texas Children's Cancer and Hematology Centers. These songs are flown all over the world and even into space. Hundreds of songs have been written and recorded and have been part of shuttle missions, airline in-flight playlists, Toured with the Rolling Stones, gone undersea, and to the top of Mount Everest. Join our hosts for some great music on Purple Songs Can Fly. Mondays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time, 6 p.m. Eastern Time on Voice America Kids. What about the world concerns you? Is it future success? Is it world issues? Are you just looking to change the world in general? Tune in to What Up, World. It doesn't matter who you are, where you come from, or what you look like. Everyone is entitled to the same chance for success. Follow your dreams. Move forward. Make a difference. Tune into What Up, World every Friday at 2 p.m. Pacific Time, 5 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids Channel. Keep
0: it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Channel. Shh. Turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up. Hey, welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm Jerry Ors
1: and you're listening to Voice America Kids. We just talked about Earth to Echo with Teo Hom and Pump. And right now we're talking to Samantha about Pony: Question Girls, Rainbow Rocks. And we will be talking about the Book of Life. So, Sammy, how are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? Very
7: good. So tell us the story about My Little Pony Equestria
1: Girls Rainbow Rocks,
7: please. Well, my little story is all about um, a group of girls that that are in a band and they play some sort of magic. And um, when these three group of girls come along, the the good group of girls senses that something's up with them, and the whole movie just trying to find out what's up with them and how to stop their dark magic.
1: Hmm. Very nice story. So, um, have you seen the uh, TV show My Little Pony Friendship is Magic? Yes, I have. And how do you think it relates to the TV
7: show? Because this is supposed to be connected to the TV show. Well, they have all the, they have the exact same characters. And, um, they have the the same characters, but in pony form and in, like, human form. Mm. Um. Yeah, Sorry. and I thought that was really cool about the movie. Hmm. And um, also, they have, like, the same powers. And I thought it was really cool how um, they got to, you kind of saw both, the best of both worlds, the uh, human ponies and, like, the regular ponies. Oh, very interesting. And
1: what do you think of the bad guys? Because the bad guys, no, well, bad girls, I should say, is pretty unique and they have a very unique power. What do you think of them?
7: I thought that I really liked their power if I had to pick, like, any any bad person's power, how to pick theirs. Because I thought it was really cool how both the good guys and the bad guys had this had the same power. And fall with the same power, but they used it in different ways. I see. Very nice. And
1: the couple main characters are the ponies, or the humans, whatever you prefer... What do you think your favorite of them are? Like Applejack, Rainbow Dash. Which one?
7: My favorite one would have to be um, Rarity, mm. because we both, um, Rarity. You saw her like showing her fashionista, and she kept wanting the wanting the band to get new costumes, and she she was like cared about like her clothes, and that's kind of how I am. I always like want to dress my best. Oh well, very interesting. Good choice for you. Uh, what do you think your favorite scene is? My favorite scene would have to be um, the end, where they kind of figured out what happened with them, and they had the big face-off. I thought that was really cool. Hmm.
1: I have to say, I've seen the movie, and it is very nice as well. But in general, what do you think of the film? Just like in general, comments or compliments?
7: Um, I really liked that. I think it was a movie um, that... That unless you really like My Little Pony, I don't think any kids, any like kids my age will like it. I like My Little Pony because I have younger siblings and we're always watching it together. Um, But I thought it it had its like funny moments. It had the same characters, and I thought it was just really cool. Hmm, Well, nice comment. And. Do you
1: think if nobody has ever watched My Little Pony Friendship is Magic, the TV show on Hub Network,
7: do you think they can watch this? Yes, totally, because um, it, it doesn't really have the same storyline, just the same characters, and it's not like they use things from the show or from the other movies in this movie. All right. And what do you think the moral message of the story is? I think the moral message of the story is that Friendship Um, is greater than any other superpower. Hmm. And
1: what do you think of, kind of like, what do you think the main genre is, honestly?
7: I think the genre would have to be, like, fantasy. Because they had some things in there that would be, like, a little crazy. And I know it is cartoon, but it still had magic. Oh, And there is a little sprinkle of comedy there. What do you think of that? I thought some of the jokes were... Some of the jokes actually had me laughing, but some of the other jokes were, like, um, I think little kids would love. Hmm. Okay. You're listening to Voice
1: America Kids Network. I'm Jerry Orris, and today we were talking to Tio Han about Earth to Echo. We were talking about the movies Pump, and we... We'll talk, be talking about the movie, The Book of Life. Right now, we're talking to Sammy about My Little Pony, Equestria Girls, Rainbow Rocks. We're just talking about how the comedy, it made you laugh, but sometimes, eh, only little kids would laugh.
7: So, Sammy, what do you think the age range for this film is? Well, the age range, I think, would be maybe four to eight, because um, I think that... Like I said before, some most of the jokes were directed for, like, little kids. They were, like, little puns that I know would make any little kid laugh. Um, but if you like My Little Pony and if you're over 8, I think that it would still be a great movie for you because there were some adults in the movie theater laughing.
1: Yes, I am 12, and I absolutely love My Little Pony, so I think I am exception to that rule. Uh, <laughs> how many stars yeah. can you give? S- sorry, go ahead. Nothing, you can go. All right, uh, how many stars would you give this film?
7: I would give this film four out of five stars. And why is that? Um, because I think that it did have some other things that I wish it had in the film. Um, like, I wish some of the jokes were more directed for older people. Um, and, but overall, I think it was just a great film. Because it it did have its funny moments, and it did have a great message. Um, yeah. Hmm.
1: Very nice. And what did you think of the animation? Because it was pretty bright, kind of two D,
7: but still pretty unique. What did you think of the animation? I thought the animation was great. Um, I really like all the colors that it had. Had I think the ponies, like when they had the little, when um, when like Rarity was dressing them up, I thought that the the animation was great on that. They had all the details. And, yeah, I, I like these movies because um I really like animated movies because I feel that it's so cool how people can make these things and put them together and make one big movie. So I thought that the animation was great.
1: Hmm. Well, very good. And what do you think of kind of where it took place in the human world? It was a very interesting, kind of high school-y type of place. And what did you think of that? I'm sorry, repeat your question? Of course. What did you think of
7: kind of like where the movie took place in almost a high school? Well, I thought that was also something different about the movie. Because in um, in the show, they're just a bunch of ponies and they don't even go to school. So I thought it was something different and I really liked that. Well, it's good
1: that you liked it. It would not be very good if you didn't like it. And what do you think of the story? Do you think it's unique or kind of, you know, pushed on too long? Or do you think it's
7: perfect? I thought that it was just right. It didn't have any cliffhangers. Um, it started at the same exact place. I It um it explained the story very well along the way. Mm. And do you
1: think that you did see the first Little Pony: Equestria Girls 2 kind of get this movie,
7: since this is a sequel? Well, no, because I didn't see the first one and I understood this one perfectly. Hmm. Well,
1: that's very good to know. So, you heard it from the one and only. If you have not seen the first one, you can see this one. You can skip the first one, right? Yeah. Very good. And, if you could describe the story in one word, what would it be? Um that one word would have to be magic. Mhm. Very nice choice. Very nice choice. I like that choice. <laughs> and Thank you. Of course. And what do you think that the What do you think of the
7: dialogue between the characters? Um I thought that the characters the way they spoke and how they spoke to each other, I think it showed really who they were and um I thought that it was like I liked how they kind of... It wasn't all happy and good at all times. How they also kind of fought throughout the movie. Because it showed that not everything's always going to be happy and fun all the time.
1: That's very good. Because I know some movies could be very, very cheesy. But it's good this one's not. Speaking of kind of cheesiness, there was a bit of romance in this film. Do you think that was cheesy
7: or do you think that was just right? Mm -hmm. Um, I I think that that was just right. Because it kind of showed how it kind of showed how um, people changed throughout the movie because in the beginning, they were like, um, it was like cute little romance and then towards the middle, it started changing up a bit.
1: All right, well, very nice. Well, thank you so much, Sammy, for talking to me about this wonderful film. You're very welcome. If you want to see My Little Pony Equestria Girls, it is now in theaters near you. I'm Jerry Orrs, and you're listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on Voice American America Kids.
4: Bookworm is a show for the reader and those that should probably be reading a little more. We'll tackle the classics, the bestsellers, and the brand new works that you won't be able to put down. Your host will be combing the pages of them all and letting you know what needs to be in your personal library and what might be better reading for the bathroom. Tune into Bookworm, airing Thursdays at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Kids channel. We promise that listening will be just like delving into a good book.
0: What do you want to do? Are you interested in the performing arts? keep it right here. You're listening to Voice America Kids. You are tuned in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Shh, turn your phone off. Another movie is coming up.
5: Hey, and welcome back to Kids First Coming Attractions. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids. Now we are going to talk about the new film, The Book of Life, and we have with us Catherine. So how are you doing today? I'm doing great. How are you? I am doing very well. It's lovely to have you on the show with us. Um, So The Book of Life is a new animation, um, which is coming out very, very soon. So why don't you tell me a little bit about it?
8: Okay, so um, The Book of Life, well, first of all, it's a really great movie. We saw it in 3D, and that was kind of cool. It's about three kids, um, well it starts with three kids. Um, Maria, Manolo, and Joaquin. Joaquin, um, they're like best friends. And Joaquin's dad was a war hero and Manolo's family is just one big long line of bullfighters. And um Maria, um Manolo and Joaquin are just both fighting for Maria, but they're best friends. So that's kind of Interesting.
5: Yeah, it um, causes little problems there.
8: <laughs> yeah. Um, so we see the movie as um, Manolo and Joaquin are growing up. Um, the story revolves around um, the Day of the Dead, where Mexicans celebrate um, their loved ones who have died. They live in St. Angel, which they, which, according to them, it's the center of the world in Mexico. Um are t- um that's where like they live and then, um and then <laughs> when when their loved ones die, um and if they're remembered they go to the re- land of the remembered, which is under, um, it's under Saint angel, and then under that is the land of the forgotten. The um, Land of the Forgotten is where the people live who have forgotten, who people on Earth have forgotten them.
5: Well, it definitely sounds like a very interesting movie, and but from watching the previews, it looks so, so amazing. The animation looks just so unique and so beautiful, and I can only imagine that seeing it in 3D is just breathtaking. So, as... Up the fact that I didn't actually see the movie. Um, can you tell me a little bit about the animation and what you thought of it, and if it's as amazing as I think it will be?
8: Well, the animation was really, really good. Um, so was the setting and the, um, like, all the colors and stuff. The worlds were very distinctive and perfect for each um Place. San Angel is a really, really pretty town. The Land of the Remembered is a colorful, really vibrant, colored, happy place. It's always just a big party. And then the Land of the Forgotten is just dull gray and it's like really spiky. It's got a lot of spikes and points. Mm hmm.
5: Well, and, and everything looks very whimsical and very just colorful and bright and just a really beautiful design. And it reminds me a lot of the way that like sugar skulls are designed, which I think is pretty cool because sugar skulls is something that you make on the Day of the Dead. And this movie revolves around the Day of the Dead. And is it a coincidence? I think not. Um, so this movie features a lot of very, very famous voice actors. It has Channing Tatum, Ice Cube, Zoe Saldana. Um, so can you talk to me a little bit about the voice actors and how you think they did?
8: Um, it was really... They did a really good job voicing Maria, Manolo, um Joaquin... And the narrator, um, Christina Applegate, she was the narrator of the story. She was in um her role was a museum tour guide, telling the field trip students about the Book of Life. So um she did a really good job voicing that part.
1: That's
5: awesome. Um so do you have a favorite character that you would mind telling us about? I do.
8: Manolo is my favorite character. I like it how his dad wants him to be a bullfighter and and he does not want to be a bullfighter. He wants to be um he wants to play guitar and he wants to sing and that's not what his father wants him to do. So he um he just goes his own way and does what he wants to do. Which is one of the messages in the story. So
5: Well, I think that is a very good message is you can't let others decide your path for you because otherwise you'll be miserable the rest of your life and you just have to, you know, pick what suits you and go with it. You are listening to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids Network. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and today we have been talking with a special guest, Teo Holm, from the film Earth to Echo. We have also reviewed Pump, My Little Pony Equestria, Rainbow Rocks, and right now we are going to be talking about the Book of Life, and we have with us Catherine. And she was just talking to me all about how amazing the storyline is, the animations sound incredible, and you mentioned one of the um, messages in this film is that you know you can't let others make decisions for you and you have to just like go with your own passions and make your own future so are there any other messages that you would like to tell us about that you can find in this film
8: well yes there's one more that I caught it's to never stop fighting for what you believe in and to follow your dreams and be true to your
0: heart
5: well, this film is coming out just in time for Halloween, and I could definitely see this film being a classic to watch, no matter what time of year it is. But it does definitely seem perfect for Halloween, and it seems a little bit spooky. So are there any super scary aspects to this film, or is it um, mostly uh, comical? Um, It's slightly scary. The music and
8: fights in the movie, well, the fights are the not the best Part. But, but, there's some really great music in it, and, um, yeah, it's a little scary at some parts, but I think it's
5: it's just a good movie. Absolutely. And um, since this film sort of does center around going on a quest for love, because, you know, the two friends that are fighting, they, you know, are fighting for the love of their lives or whatever and that's why the whole quest happens um, so do you think that this you know is like a girly movie that it's too romantic or would you suggest it for everyone
8: it's, it's literally it can be for anybody like anybody because it's I think everybody will like it it's like it is a love story but it's like full of action and I'm sure like Everyone would love it. My my mom went, she liked it. My dad went, my sister went. They all loved the movie. So I
5: think anybody, anybody can like it. It sounds like a pretty well-rounded film. It seems like it has a little bit of everything. Um, And I am especially super excited to see it pretty much. I mean, the whole storyline sounds awesome, but I am just so excited to see the visuals because I saw, um, you know, a couple trailers in the movie theater and I was like, oh my gosh, my eyes, what have I seen? It's so beautiful. Um, So can you tell me a little bit about your favorite scene or something that maybe stood out to you visually? Well, I liked when... um...
8: I I liked that um, when Manolo he visits the land of the remembered because he kind of sort of dies but that that's not something you need to focus on um <laughs> um and I like it how he's reunited with his mother and his grandfather and his great grandfather they were all matador heroes they were bullfighters um and they've been killed in their
5: fighting hmm <laughs> yeah and so he got reunited with his family. Yes. I think that's really cute. I think all of us, you know, kind of want to have hope that we'll be with our loved ones after we pass. So I think that's very beautiful that they included that in the film. Um, so if you could be any character in this film, who would you be and why? Or who do you relate uh, closest to? Um, I'm not
8: really sure. But um, I think a little of everyone. Because personally, I enjoy performing like Manolo I like, um, um, Maria, the girl in the movie, she uh-huh. loves animals, she loves, ev- like, she loves life, you know? She just loves it. Yeah. She sets, like, there's this one scene where she sets pigs that are going to be, like, butchered or something. She sets them all free. Um, and, um, and I love animals, too, so I think I relate to her in that way. And then Joaquin. Joaquin is a fighter. He protects the whole town. He, he's, like, strong and brave, and he just does everything interesting. Like, he, he's really cool. So
5: Yeah. So you see little pieces of yourself in all of the characters? Yeah, pretty much. I think that's awesome. That makes the movie even more well-rounded and perfect for everybody. So before we're out of time, could you tell me how many stars you give this film on a scale of 1 to 5?
8: Well, I gave it a four and a half out of five star rating because it's a great movie. It's a great movie. I mean, one of the best movies I've reviewed. But um, it's, it's a great story. It's fun to watch. It has great characters, good drama. It was just a great movie. hmm
5: Well, thank you so much for telling me all about the Book of Life, guys. It is in theaters now, so please, please check it out. I myself cannot wait to see it. And Catherine, thank you so much for talking with us. It's always a pleasure speaking with you.
8: Thank you. Pleasure speaking with you, too.
5: Thank you so much for joining us. You've been listening to Kids First Coming Attractions. You can experience more Kids First fun, watch our film reviews, and see your favorite upcoming film critics by going to www.kidsfirst.org. You can also find out how to be part of the Kids First family, and make sure you check out our blog on the Huffington Post. I'm your host, Raven Devaney, and you're listening to Voice America Kids.
0: Thank you again for tuning in to Kids First Coming Attractions on the Voice America Kids channel. Now, you know what to see! And speaking of see, we'll see you again next week!
1: Hello, my name is Lindsay Marie from Phoenix, Arizona, and host of Bookworm. The kid's Album of the Month this month is Back in School, Neil Brewer, and Friends. Let's listen to Dodgeball.
3: Look out, Mary's got the ball. And her eyes are set on you She's lean, she's mean, she's quick and tall There's nothing you can do One time she drew a beat on Fred Back when he first moved in She slung one straight upside his head Fred hasn't played since then We laughed when we first saw her throw With that wind-up fling and twirl Now every single kid I know Tries throwing like that girl But none of us have matched her way Perhaps it's in the eyes We only know that when she plays We drop like swatted flies Dodgeball, dodgeball Mary gonna make us fall It ought to be against the law She should even play it all Dodgeball, dodgeball, Mary sure is beautiful But friend, I wouldn't tell her that Cause she'll wind up hard And you'll wind up flat Same thing happens every day Mary puts us in our place Though we try, we cannot get away from that Mona Lisa face each day We wonder who it is she's gonna level first And when she's through with what she does We all line up for the nurse Dodgeball, ball, Mary's gonna make us fall It ought to be against the law. She should even play at all Dodgeball, dodgeball Mary show it's beautiful But friend, I wouldn't tell her that Cause she'll wind up hard And you'll wind up flat. When I go out into the world Don't know a job I'll do But I can bet I no one girl Who's gonna run a wrecking crew Dodgeball, dodgeball us fall, it ought to be against the law, she should even play it on, dodgeball, dodgeball, Mary sure is beautiful, but friend, I wouldn't tell her that, cause she'll wind up hard, she's gonna wind up hard, she's gonna wind up hard, and you'll wind up flat. Ball. And her eyes are set on you.
7: The Kid Star Album of the Month is Back in School by
8: Neil Brewer and Friends. All musical proceeds Neil Brewer and Friends
1: received are donated to the Harvard Stem Cell Institute to put an end to a muscular dystrophy. For more information, go to the Kidstar website www.kidstar.org.